but like everything's all washed out. There's no shadows, no depths in the picture. This is it this, looks this terrible. Is a terrible metaphor. Terrible. That <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> was just terrible. <laughs> your your streak of terrible metaphors continues. What's good, folks? It's the Bowman 12L, and you are listening to the 33rd, 37th edition of the Slam Bro Show. As always, I'm joined by Mr. Flex. L-O-I-C, L-O is good. What up, Bowman? Black Aquaman. Black Aquamatic. What it is, my dude? Yo, we, uh, it's, it's Florida. It's, it's hot, but we still out in the gym. Gotta get that, gotta get that workout in. Gotta get those laps in, you know. Making those ladies on the treadmill sweat. Hop out that pool and him with that flex. That's how we do. <laughs> oh snap! <laughs> That's how we doing in the one seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yes, sir. <laughs> Yo man, grab the shovels. Let's dig in the dirt. Let's get to it. Long time listeners of the Slam Bros know that I have no love lost for Enzo Omori. While he might have some dope entrance music, and he shakes back and forth in an entertaining fashion, he's, he's not a good whoa, dude. Whoa, whoa, Paul. He's not, he's not a good dude. He does a little shimmy thing, comes out there, he kind of moonwalks a little. That's what I mean by shaking. He's a little moonwalk. Okay. You know, like you know, a, like a, you know, a busted ass, you know, remix of a moonwalk. You know, like a, a challenge, like you know, moonwalk for the you know the um you know the uh, the rhythmically challenge. You know. So, he's out there. Long story. I got no love lost for the dude. He's clearly been not a good dude. And you know, they say you know, true life is stranger than fiction. Turns out, like. His not good dude status, the character he's playing on TV, is apparently like a reflection of his real character. And he's got a lot of heat backstage. If you read a lot of dirt sheets, there's not there's a lot of like nonsense reports about like, you know, wrestlers catching feelings. And I tend to like avoid those because like it's it's like really petty. Like, you know, middle school type of reports, like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like Big Cast stole Big Show's milk. And so, you know, Big Show and all his Big Show's friends are mad at him. But apparently, this is true stuff. Like, Enzo's been wilding out on the bus, on the, you know, the travel bus, and all the wrestlers aren't really um, appreciating his behavior. Apparently, he went to a strip club and didn't pay the strippers. So, you know, they telling about it on Twitter. You know, like, um, <laughs> yo, where was the strip club? Yo, they're saying, you know, that, you know, he's not, he's, you know, um, He's not paying the strippers at the strip club, man. Like he's just being real annoying. Like he's bringing people backstage, uh, in the in the locker room, and having these people like take pictures in normally you know a private space for just the wrestlers. You know, kind of you know going against the culture. And apparently, also he's trying to uh get like a music career. So he may drop a rap album soon. And he's not really worried about this wrestling thing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, but a lot of the uh, a lot of the wrestlers uh, are you know really really not you know really appreciative of his behavior, and maybe the shoots that JBL and Corey Grave give on commentary and on bring it to the table uh, speak more to the truth, more genuine than uh, the story that we would like to believe, and you know maybe that's why Big Cass. Really did, you know, break up with them. He's like, yo, you're not a good person. I've been saying it for months, but it turns out, yo, he's not a good person. Ella, what do you make of all this nonsense? I could give a fuck less. Um, long as he got the dope theme music, you know, I'm good with Enzo. Uh, you know, we know he goes after uh, men's wives and uh, his nemesis, the ring ropes, the ring are ropes. always out to get him. So I figure the ring ropes are going to handle this. Uh, other than that, I mean, he's like, he seeks ass whoopings. 
You know, so he showed he showed he has bad decision making skills because every week, every week he calls out Big Cass and Big Cass comes out and delivers an ass whooping. And not only is he delivering an ass whooping to Enzo, now the ads ass whooping is multiplied, it's expanded. So now he delivers an ass whooping to Big Show. So it's like that's the Enzo Mori effect. You know, yeah, and that's what that's Big what Big Show deserves better. That's what Big Cass was leaving. He's like, I will come out with you, Enzo, and we would lose. We've they never won a tag team title match, never won a belt. So it's like the the ass whoopings Enzo will receive extended to Cass. Cass has turned the ass whoopings back on Enzo, and now it's gone out and it's ensnared the Big Show. So that's that's the Enzo effect. Has, hey, so per- hashtag <laughs> Enzo effect. Hey, so apparently the uh, the brass. Is contemplating what to do with Enzo. They might ship him to 205 Live. They might ship him back to NXT. But there's contemplations of what happens to Enzo in the new future. Who knows? But I mean, so, uh, he's really himself. So, which is what most of the wrestlers are. So, Corey Gray is just like, I don't like him as a person. He's like that all the time. He's annoying. Look, man, pay your strippers. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're working hard. They need that money. Um, yo, so Bailey, hashtag not my Bailey, is injured. As if you've been watching Raw, you know she's injured, right? Because the uh, the SummerSlam plan of <laughs> <laughs> Bailey got booed out the building, and it was glorious, <laughs> glorious. They booed her. Yes. So apparently, a lot more of you guys are using hashtag not my Bailey. <laughs> Man, that was priceless. And Yo, then just know, to watch her try to, deal, yeah, yeah, just to watch her try to suffer through it and then try to rewrite it. Well, some of you who are worried about my injury, we don't care, Bailey. We just don't care. <laughs> that was so glorious. No, it's like in a year. In a year's time, they've completely like ruined the Bailey character. They they for. I I think the main roster completely dis- misunderstood what the Bailey character was about and ruined her. Like she was doing some like underhanded stuff. Like she just wasn't a good person anymore. She was very petty. She was doing making very her character. I should say her character was very petty, making dumb decisions. Uh, and wasn't the self-confident Bailey that was like you know an example role model to like little girls everywhere? Like she's you know jumping people from behind, skipping lines and whatnot, just complaining about it, not being smart, just like like. But see, that's the like, thing with going up to the main roster, though, man. Because pretty much most characters that have flourished in NXT, when WWE has decided to actually uh, elevate them, they have. Um, just you know they fucked off their character and they've just not it's just like across the board enzo and Cass, they've you know floundered in a sense bailey i mean it's a lot of people i mean you have sasha's even sasha though sasha banks came up and she has good crowd support and that's the thing they have all the support finn balor uh it's just so many people and it's just like vince is like fuck you triple h and your nxt i don't give a damn this is my house <laughs> you know, I'm gonna kick the couch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm it's, kick, yeah, it's kick my it's buddy like all the, the couch. Yeah, so. it's like all the nuance from the characters are gone. Um, Illa to use one of my crazy out of the world metaphors. It's like, you know, NXT is a nice, you know, picture using the rule of three. It's well balanced, equal parts on each side of the picture, and then like you go to the main roster, it's like some dude always puts the goddamn flash on on the picture so yeah you can see the subject but like everything's all washed out there's no shadows no depths in the picture this is this, looks this terrible is a terrible metaphor terrible <laughs> <laughs> that was just terrible your your streak of terrible metaphors continues Bobby. just terrible yo my photo people get it <laughs> They get all right. Injury report continues. Scott Dawson is also injured. He's got a ruptured bicep. Apparently, he'll be out for a couple of weeks. And again, he came up from NXT, and WWE doesn't care. They were were trying to give him a little bump, but.
but the the words out the words gonna be out that what do these dudes call the boring? No, the top the top guys doing top guy things, man. The revival, the boring. Yeah, oh my God. the boring oh. are like we got the trap house usos and we have the boring. <laughs> so the boring are just injury prone, and that's gonna be the word on them. And so then they're not gonna get the push because WWE doesn't like injury prone people. And so that's what it's gonna be. They're injury prone, and we can't give you the belts. We don't trust you. Sit your asses down and be boring outside the ring. <laughs> I, I, yo, you need to go back and, and watch some of these matches. I don't know how you call it boring, man. They just, they just have, they haven't done anything on the main roster yet. That is the thing. They haven't been boring on the main roster. Yes, they have. Like you, yes, you just, have. you just forgotten because they spent most of their time injured. And it, in their, in their first two, three appearances, they've been boring. They had a, we, bo- a boring beatdown on the Hardy Boys. They had a boring attack. They're boring. That's what they are. All right, we'll see. We'll see. You know who's not boring, though? Oh, no. <laughs> no. No, no, no. You know who's always in the shit? <laughs> there is no way he made it back again. <laughs> You know he's going to keep his name in the streets. <sighs> the saga continues. But yes, saga continues. What did he do now? Las Aventuras de Alberto Albatron y sus amigos. When we last left our hero, his world was spinning. As reports of domestic violence were starting to clear, and we got a more crystal picture of what went down in Orlando. As the dust begins to settle in Las Familia, Alberto and Clan begin to try and reclaim their shattered image. So basically, what's going on is yo, Alberto and homies just they just waited this shit out. Alright. Uh I think. Four weeks ago, we reported that, yo, he was going to step down from his fighting promotion company. They said he was stepping down, but, yo, it looks like he's not stepping down. People are like, yo, he hasn't stepped down yet. What's up with that? And his, his like, um, Combat America was like, yo, no comment. So it's like, yo, Alberto told y'all one thing, but he's like, ah, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? And and he's still, he's still you know, president of the MMA company. Um supposedly right now he's i guess he waited out the storm okay so he basically did what white people do okay (laughs) yeah i mean he's learning you know i I, he's he's learning we we never said this dude wasn't smart like the man he's he's put other wrestlers on game and he's gonna learn game from other people from corporate america so uh yeah he's waited this out um, he, you know, he's on people telling people like, yo, he's suspect. Now, once the police were like, yo, he's no longer sus- he's a-, a suspect in this case. We're not investigating him anymore. He's like, yo, the suspension for wherever I work, that maybe fake wrestling company, maybe it's a real wrestling. I don't know. Ila, have you have you found out about this wrestling company yet? No, I have not. Nothing. None of the sources yet. No one said. All right. Well, yo, tweet me if y'all know what's going on. <laughs> All right, we we try and figure this out, man. Um, he said that, yo, I'm going to be unsuspended soon. And allegedly, uh, someone's like, yo, he's not, no, he's still definitely suspended. But word on the streets right now is they have some pay-per-view or some event. I don't even know if they have, they're not even real. Where do they even sell these pay-per-views? I don't even know. But apparently they got some event coming up soon and they're probably going to try and tie the suspension into a storyline. Cause why wouldn't they? Because not only are they desperate, but it's also wrestling. So it seems to me the most logical thing. So they're probably going to lift the suspension in some storyline fashion um, at this event coming up at this maybe fake wrestling company. That's just petty fighting with the Hardy Boys. But outside of that, the family, Alberto and Paige, uh, they stopped by uh, Bully Ray's podcast and they're kind of talking to Bully Ray about the incident. They've been a little bit more open about it, right? Uh, Paige noted that they're all laughing about this whole thing now, okay? I know when this happened, I mean, we were, we were laughing, but we weren't laughing because this was mad serious, you know? Um, this could have been a domestic violence incident. Like, these aren't really things to laugh about, right? But um, 
according to Paige, the argument they were having in the airport was the type of argument you see from people all the time. It's just it blew up because they're well-known figures in the media. And, you know, people always taking pictures of them. So, I don't... Yeah, couples argue, but that's not really a good thing. You know, like, you have couples arguing about not doing the dishes, not putting the suitcase up. You know what I'm saying? Like, having people at the house late. You know? But it seems like Paige and Alberto are arguing over everything. So, um... And I don't know what 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 happens in Texas and in Florida because these two are supposed to be getting married soon, right? This wedding that's supposed to ha- still hasn't happened. Like we reported on this wedding that's supposed to happen like three months ago. I know in Florida, if you do like premarital counseling, you get like a discount on your marriage license. Like they actually encourage couples to do this. <laughs> they they encourage couples like yo, you go to premarital counseling. Like yo. Paige and Alberto definitely need to do this. They probably don't need a discount. They probably they don't need that discount on their license. We've seen that Rocky got her. But probably for peace of mind, and it'll probably be good. I don't know about you. It looks like I got some things to work out. No shit. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, yo, there's some gold gold quotes in this in this interview uh check it out if you got the time but like Paige say that they originally wanted to keep this whole incident quiet but they decided that they shouldn't feel ashamed for having a p- argument in public even if they shouldn't do it um she says that people need to relax even the cops all right good i guess you know she's ghostly so she can of course tell the cops to relax you know some people don't have that advantage um this is why I would say counseling is a must for these two because Patron is quoted as saying like they have strong personalities, they're passionate people, <laughs> and they go all out whether they're loving or fighting. <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo, Patron, Patron, what is up, my dude? What is up, my dude? But look. Hey, look, we might have to give um, Patron a new nickname. Not only um, not only the most interesting man in pro wrestling, but probably Mr. I Don't Give a Fuck. All right? No, he's got to be the dumbest man in pro wrestling. Yeah. I mean, just to stick with his chick. I mean, because for me, the straw would have been done after I saw you uh, fucking Xavier Woods, personally. That would have been a rap on that. You know, because that's my name and my reputation. You know, if it's a private joke, is one thing. Oh, you, you fucked him in the past. Ha ha But when anybody can Google his girl catching it, no, nah, I'm good. I'm a chunk deuces on that. And then to follow it up with all this other drama and bullshit, she getting to me like Paige is a problem, and she's she's just she's just a problem. You know, so apparently he feels that she's worth it. But Alberto Del Rio, the stupidest man in the world. Look, to, let's just end this segment with uh, one last final quote here from this podcast. Uh, Paige said that she wanted to apologize to her younger fans for her actions in the public. Patron, on the other hand, said he wouldn't apologize for it. And instead, just going to act like he should act in the pub the next time. Um, he said he wasn't his intention to offend anyone. And it's an intention not to offend anyone moving forward. Come on, Alberto. I don't think he's learned a damn thing from this. No. But we must learn to just ignore the antics of Alberto El Patron. Because yeah, just go back to fight the Ninja Turtles, bro. Just go. <laughs> I mean, it's just getting sadder and sadder. Just, what happened the good old days, man? The fake stabbing. I miss those days. See when I'm gone, they be yelling, I ain't here now. And when I'm here, they be yelling, I don't put them on. Oh, oh. So let me clear it up. And you can call me Mr. I don't give a fuck. And you can call me Mr. I don't give a fuck. And you can call me Mr. I don't give a fuck. Oh, oh. So let me clear it up. And you can call me Miss Town. Give a fuck. Yo, let's get the raw. <laughs> let's get to raw. Raw opens up with the Miz and the Miz Taraz, right? I'm saying this right? The Miz Taraz? Um, 
I don't know, man. Like, Raw takes all the good stuff from SmackDown and it turns them kind of terrible. You know? Yep. And it's like since this superstar shakeup, like, both shows has kind of just been, like, puddling along. And, and SmackDown's been worse for the wear. So all the creative stuff that SmackDown did, they take all these people, they put them on Raw, and then the outlet in which, like, a lot of these characters really got built up talking smack, they cancel it because it was too too real. And now we have The Miz, and it's like, I get it. Yeah, so Brock Lesnar came and killed him and his peeps, man, but it's just like, it's not the same, right? It's like it's like Miz. He's working, but he wasn't working on that level he was like end of last year on SmackDown. You know, like I don't know, uh, Ella. What do you think of this segment? I, I used, it had Brock Lesnar suplexing and F fiving people, so you're probably satisfied, right? Of course, <laughs> I loved it when that theme song hits. It's going down because that theme song signifies an ass whooping. That's what that does. You hear that, and it is on from there. So when he came out and Miz did his thing and he was bumping his suckers and flapping those gums, Paul Heyman told him. I was like, wait for it. And he delivered. It was great. Suplexes everywhere, F5s, you know, watching the Miz to rise, basically a helicopter in the air before splatting on their face. Barack Lesnar. Sending a message to Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, and Samoa Joseph. <laughs> Yo, put respect on that name. Remember, like, you know he's not. No... You know what? Nobody has summoned Samoa Joe in the last couple weeks. They've learned. They have learned. Yeah, because usually you you hashtag Samoa Magic, Samoa Joe will appear, and an ass whooping will come with it. So I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah, remember Sami Zayn's on like SmackDown now, right? And Seth Rollins is distracted. Like no one's. Stu- I mean Roman Reigns, he 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 does try him, you know, but Roman Reigns tries everybody. But like, yeah, no, I think the roster has learned. Like, don't if if you're not ready to fight, do no, not summon. Yeah, yeah. no Samoa, some no Samoa magic. No Just Samoa don't magic. do it. All right. Just don't do it. You can get, you can go to sleep. You are gonna go to sleep. Well, but wait. Uh, I guess we could fast forward because, like, is there anything else interesting on Raw? Raw is kind of forgettable to me. All right, so because there was a little Samoa magic. I'm gonna tell y'all a secret, we'll man. Like, I got I got to go to work tomorrow, so I was doing a lot of work related things. So I missed like a good chunk of Raw. Let's talk all of Raw. That's why there was no live tweet this week. My apologies. But I know that apparently uh, Sheamus defeated Seth Rollins. Um, Sheamus got a roll-up pin. And then him and his homie Cesaro beat down Seth Rollins. And Dean Ambrose, because he's not a good person, did not make the save. He let Seth Rollins get that ass whooping. You know? So, I mean, like... That's not true. Because Dean, before, he saved him. But... But that was last week. This mm-hmm. week, apparently, he did not make the save. Mm-hmm. Because so. in, in, in a bit of actual WWE logic, he remembers that Seth betrayed him, and he doesn't really like him that much. He did. But why make the save last week? So, all right. So, let's jump out of order a little bit, because later in the night, we had Dean Ambrose versus Sheamus. Cesaro. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Cesaro. And, you know, all right, so here's the thing about Dean Ambrose matches, man. Like, he just kind of throws himself over, and his offense just kind of looks funny. He just kind of, he's just like, yeah, I don't even, I don't, I don't even know anymore. You know, it's like, he's been so, um, you know, like, he's not really crazy. Like, his his definition of crazy or a lunatic is just like, I'm just going to throw my arms here, suicide dive off anything. Um, maybe I might suplex you to the outside, but that didn't happen. So, like, they wrestled a little bit, and I guess he was watching. Oh, maybe this is why he didn't make the save. Because they tried to end the match in the same way. Sheamus, excuse me, Cesaro tried to go for the roll-up pin off of the distraction, but it didn't work. So, Dean Ambrose got the roll-up pin on Cesaro. But then, you know, Sheamus came in, and they started the beatdown. But this time, Seth Rollins made the save. But when Dean Ambrose went for the fist bump, Seth Rollins like, nah, homie. 
no fist bump for you. So I guess they are building something. Maybe towards SummerSlam, we'll get a fist bump. And I'll be like, yeah, two-thirds of the Shield are back. You know? Yay. Uh, so my question is, like, if they do pair up, whose music do they use? Do they get their music back? Uh, I like Dean Ambrose's music more than I like uh, Seth Rollins. I mean, they still pale in comparison to, like, the Shield music. Which, which Ron Rain uses. Is sitting on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm telling you, man. Whoever gets the best theme song. It, it, I mean, Enzo Mori bucked that trend. But still, usually if you get the best theme song, they're trying to do something with you. But Dean's right. is dope. It's just that Dean's, and Dean is actually a solid worker. It's just that he, his character betrays him and that he's, he's never really done anything that crazy. You know, he needs to be doing some uh, Terry Funk, Mankind, bloody, you know, barbed wire matches. He needs to be doing some wild stuff that really makes you think, okay, this dude may be cuckoo. But he doesn't, he's just like, you know. That's stupid stuff. I I don't know. He's like a a, a greaser, a goth greaser kid that nobody was really friends with until, like, he found a a leather jacket to put on. (laughs) <laughs> and he's like, okay, let me try to be cool. My hair is receding viciously. But if I throw this leather jacket on, people will think I'm crazy. And maybe girls would like me. Like Renee Young, who I am snoo-snooing. <laughs> but, you know, that's it. You know, he just doesn't do anything crazy. He doesn't do anything where you're like, unexpected. Or what's he going to do next? You know, so that kind of hurts him. But other than that he's just a high mid-card dude um the fact that he got the belt really did him a good favor and really elevates his character because he's typically a guy who would never like sniff you know world championship goal but um i don't know i don't know what they're, they're trying to do with this whole seth rollins uh dean ambrose thing and with them with i mean i could definitely you know see the, the tag team match at SummerSlam and being one of those um, they get the belts type of thing and rock with it. But we'll talk about that on a later episode. Yeah, later. We got we got nonsense to cover. A lot of nonsense. We're trying to get out of here. Uh, Jason Jordan defeated um, some jobber. And apparently the crowd has already turned on Jason Jordan. Fake son of Kurt Angle. They turned on him when he first walked out. Yeah, the entrance music is terrible. You know, I, I, man, his entrance music sounds like an N64 game. This you know? whole gimmick is terrible. Like, like, you know, those cartridges didn't have enough megabytes on them for like full CD quality soundtracks. So they had to do everything in MIDI and this is terrible and it's super compressed. And I'm like, yo, how's he walking out with this? Oh my God. Like they were, was there like, apparently there was a let's go jobber chant during this match. Like, man. <laughs> That was that was terrible. Uh, we talked about Bailey. Hashtag not my Bailey. She got booed. Um, Sasha Banks defeated Emma and Alicia Fox. Yo, shout outs to Alicia Fox. Shout outs to Foxy. She got work this week. This girl still doesn't have any merchandise. Hashtag give Fox a chance. Hashtag let this girl sell. All right. You and know? I said for what? <laughs> Cause you know she needs to she needs to line her pocket. She can't wrestle forever. You know what I'm saying? Oh, she was in the strip clubs where Enzo wasn't tipping. No man, like you know she probably went back and tipped that girl. You know what I'm saying? Like Foxy seems like she's down. Like she seems like she's down. She's gonna come back, slide in. Like yo, I got you. Low key, and I hate that motherfucker too. <laughs> uh, Alicia Fox seems like she's down for quite a few things, as um, the boys in the back probably know. Yo, yo, Foxy, good people, yo. Foxy, good people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You want Foxy at your barbecue. You know what I'm saying? She got stories. Um. Apparently, the club defeated Big Show and Enzo Amore. Illa, did you see this? Yep. Big Cass came through. Yo, you know what? How many years has Big Show been, like, punching dudes with the knockout punch? And what has it ever looked good? <laughs> Big Cass sold it this time. 
Like, he sold it, but, like, it never really looks like a punch, right? Like, there are things Big Show does well, but there are, like, two moves in his arsenal I just never really got. You remember, uh, probably got five years back, he was spearing people? And his spear just kind of looked like, man... Because he could never really get up speed to actually look like, all right, our Big Show is like 400 pounds then. So I guess if a 400-pound man spared you, that, sh- that would hurt. Let's be honest. That would hurt. But it didn't have that visual impact. It was just like Big Show just kind of falling forward on you and then just gently rolling to the side. And like the knockout punch is always like, he's always holding back. Like he just kind of like love taps you and then people knock out. It never looks like, boom, he's throwing a punch, you know? And we've seen wrestlers throw some punches. So, but then maybe punches don't really work. Because, you know, you got to, you got to, it's wrestling. It's not real. So, you got to, you got to hold back. Like a clothesline, you're kind of collecting the guy. So, you can kind of cushion that. So, that's why the clothesline from hell looks good. You get a good clothesline. It looks good. But it's always hard to do like a good punch in wrestling. So, but that's just another rant from Bowman about nonsense. Knockout punch never looks good. I don't know. Are they, are they going to do like a three-way summer? I don't want to see that. Are they going to do Big Cass versus Big Show versus uh, Enzo Amore? Or would it be Big Cass versus Big Show and Enzo Amore? Is that is that what it looks like it's going to? I don't care. All right. Um, Finn Balor came out. And him and Bray Wyatt did something. Like they were both teleporting. Um... Finn Balor adjusted his jacket while trying to fight Barry Wyatt. This is ridiculous. Um, I hate how Michael Cole calls the Pele kick an overhead kick. Like, come on. It's like you're willfully being ignorant here. (laughs) 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 Come on. All right. We've already discussed Dean Ambrose versus Cesaro. Uh, uh, Kirik Cesaro defeated Azari Davari. My question was, okay few jokes here this full what for three weeks now he's had an injured shoulder and he's had no time to recovery because he keeps wrestling so apparently last week on 205 live he finally defeated davari and because he defeated davari his shoulder is not magically healed did he get a sensu beam like did he level up wwe logic did the tape finally work because like or he had a lot of tape. He had a lot more tape than Cesaro. Cesaro's still wearing a goddamn tape. It's been like a year. All right. So whatever Cesaro use, we need to tell Cesaro. Cause Cesaro's still taped up. So he's good. Um Nia Jax defeated Mickey James and Dana Brooks. Um You know. Hashtag I don't have a hashtag for Dana Bush, but y'all know. Y'all know I'm a Dana Brooks apologist. Let that girl work. Let her get better. But getting murdered by Nia Jax is not getting into that. <laughs> All right. So uh, next week, we're going to have Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax for the number one contender. It's probably it's probably, probably Sasha's going to win that because it's going to be, uh, it's gonna be uh, Alyssa, uh, Alexa Bliss versus Sasha Banks for the SummerSlam. Because they never do heel versus heel. And it really would be a really crazy dynamic between uh, Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax. Because Alexa's really good on the mic. And it'd be like, it would be hilarious to try and see her talk away. Like, yo, don't really fight me. You know, like, you know, you don't really want to fight me. We're friends. But like, Nia's going to be like, whatever, girl. I'm going to murder you. I could actually see them doing a three-way and Nia coming out with the belt. I could. But would they really do? Like, I guess, right? Because the, the men's championship's a four-way. The SmackDown championship is a single. And so I guess that I could see them doing, like, you know, a one-way for um, the ladies here. Cause Actually, the no, take that back. No, it's probably going to be Sasha and Alexa, oh. like you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's what All right. Is. And then let's and just we get had to last it. Man, we had the last man's sign. We had the last. Yo, bro, Strowman threw a chair at Roman, though. Yeah, that was funny. All right. They stole that from New Japan. Roman well, Reigns know. and Braun Strowman in a last man standing match. That 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 chair spot was hilarious. I'm a little jealous now because my chair in my classroom is broke. Like I'm gonna die in that chair. Like, and you know, here's Braun Strowman <laughs> like throwing around perfectly good chairs. 
but it was perfectly <laughs> thrown too. <laughs> it was perfectly thrown. They had a, it, it, it was a good spot. I got to give it to him. But so. even better was when the Samoa Magic, Samoa Joseph, magically appeared to choke out Roman Reigns and give Braun Strowman the win. That was comedy. I think I did I did see that moment, but I was in the back of my mind, I guess WWE logic, I was like, you know, to choke out Roman Reigns, technically Samoa Joe had to put him on his feet. Why'd the ref stop counting for his 10 count? Because both um Braun and Roman were down at that point. You have a good point, because I think it's a no DQ match. <laughs> right? Yeah, so like That's he, a like, good even, point. Even if like Wait, but Braun wasn't down though. I don't think maybe that's he what was, it was down. He was. They were both down. Roman was getting up, and then Samojo pops up and starts choking him. Yeah, and the but I'm saying he stopped if, his count if because Braun, like, oh no, why are you choking him, Joe? Stop choking him. But if Braun was getting up, then they would stop the count. Yeah, but Braun Braun popped up at eight. He didn't move. He did the whole like, oh, it's eight. I'm gonna magically pop up. So he magically popped up at eight and then rolled in the ring, and then. Roman was asleep, so he couldn't magically pop back up. But like while he was getting attacked, like that referee probably should have kept his ta- his count going. So but, wait, yeah. was Braun knocked out the whole time that like Roman was yeah. getting choked out? The whole time, okay, Roman was okay, choked okay. Out. For yeah. some reason, I thought Braun was up, but you're right. Yeah. So when no, Roman like, went down, Braun finally got up. So he was knocked yeah. out for like twenty the seconds the whole time. Yeah, or he, he took a seconds, nap. Yeah. Like they both took a nap, but like, <laughs> like yeah, it was. Like yeah, come on, like these refs. We know refs have um they they have weak stamina, no hit points, no defense, and their attention span <laughs> is their attention span is even narrower than the vision in Metal Gear Solid One. And Metal Gear Solid One, uh, you know the the soldiers they had you know a little cone vision. Nah, man, they can't even see that, man. Throw Yo. you in a box, they'd be done. Be done. Your metaphor game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, SmackDown. Boom. Let's, let's get it. What happened on the blue brand? Um, John Cena was out talking some nonsense, apparently. Of course. Uh, we're gonna have John Cena versus Corbin at SummerSlam. Wow. I guess it's a good look on Corbin, but like I don't see him going down to Cena. He's not. He's got the briefcase. Like he doesn't need to win a match. He does the whole thing like, even if I lose, I still got the briefcase. He, he still does that. So um he still does that. Yo, Trap House Usos defeated Ty Dillinger and Sami Zayn. So uh good look. Made the uh, Usos look good. They got a nice strong win. And then the New Day jumped the Usos at the end. Uh, retaliation for the Trap House Usos jumping the New Day. Was that two weeks ago? Yeah, it was two weeks ago. It was two weeks ago. Because last week they came out to the um, to the New Day's entrance. They they, meant, they uh, made fun of the New Day. And I don't know why so many people... Like, how many years has Big E been doing this? Like, oh, Cleveland! Or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You know what Big E sounds like. When they did that <laughs> last week, it clearly wasn't Big E. For a second, I'm like, yo, that sounds like... No, that's not Kofi. But that's clearly not Big E. And then when the Trap House Uso showed up, Emery was like, oh my God, it's not a new day. I can't believe they would... I'm like, yo, do y'all, y'all think all black people sound the same too? <laughs> <laughs> So, but no, I mean that was that was pretty dirty. Like I'm, I'm liking this. You know, you know, we, you know, Trap House Usos are just showing like, yo, they, they're good. They're good at what they're doing. Um, like on the mic, off. I, I'm not gonna lie, Illa. I don't like that they added lyrics to their their entrance name. The Trap House Boys. They added lyrics. I'm not sure if it's the Usos rapping. I know I have called them Ghostface and Raekwon before. But that's definitely not Ghost and Ray on that track. It's the same beat. It's the same beat, yeah. 
but they've they've added lyrics. A couple of a couple of, a couple of wrestlers now they've gone back and added lyrics for the entrances. It was I don't like these last three weeks. Like whatever is going down in that music house, they just been making bad music choices. Like they just been doing like I don't know what's going down. I don't know if it is CFO, but if it is those two, I, I don't. Or if it's someone else saying like, oh, you got like it's not good music choices right now. Taking good things and just ruin it. Um, fashion files. This needs to be a collection on the WWE Network. This needs to be like a, a DVD or a YouTube series. I don't like this. This shit is just brilliant. All right. Last week they didn't show it, but I know at the end of the clip, at the end of Fashion Files, you heard the audience just clapping in applause, just claps like yeah, like that shit was gold. The whole like, um. The whole goddamn, like, Tyler Breeze having a vision of, like, Dango and the Ascension pouring goddamn syrup on a log. Like, yo, this shit is absurd. They're really doing their Twin Peak nonsense. And then this week, apparently Dango came back. Um, He was chilling with aliens. Uh, They had good fashion, apparently, so that's why he didn't come back. Ascension can t- stole a pie. The Ascension keep stealing food from the fashion police. I don't know if they picked up on this, man, but like the Ascension keep this is the only time the Ascension win. They don't win in the ring, but they keep stealing stuff from the police, and the police haven't figured it out yet. We we don't know. There's some there's some hints in there. One, their board is funny. And then two, there's like a subtle jab at TV when Tyler Breeze is like, oh. So I guess it's gonna be 18 episodes until you're back to normal again, and then Dago's <laughs> like, "Yeah, I guess," <laughs> right? And then um, apparently Dango's got like the power of like sight; he can see into the future. And he's like, "Yo, the next person who comes in this door is the person that killed Tully the horse, and who was it? None other than Double A, the enforcer, Arn Anderson." And he's like, "Yo, I've, I'm taking these donuts." And they're like, yo, did you kill the horse? I'm like, yeah, I killed the horse. You kill, I killed the horse because you named it Tully, and it should have been named Arn after me because y'all making a Four Horsemen reference. Who else would you choose but the the Enforcer? I'm taking donuts, and I'm out. And then he's like, boom. And once again, Fashion Files got a standing applause. How long before they ruin this? Well, I mean... It is WWE, so eventually ruin will set in. That's just what they do. But if they can keep it on, you know, SmackDown away from the higher powers, they'll be okay for a little while longer. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, whoever is writing these segments is clearly having way too much fun. All right. Because, like, the, the suspect board has all these damn references on it to, like, WWE history. And like different wrestlers, and they just have inside jokes on their damn board, and they're just having way too much fun with these fashion files. Like it's too smart. You're right. Keep it away from the higher power. Um, Lana get her ass whoops. And at least you get to see Charlotte's ass, or some of the people um, were blessed with that. Well, I don't even know that's a blessing because Charlotte really doesn't have much of an ass to speak of anyway. So but Lana, but Lana helped her flash the audience. Good, good, good dynamic in the match. As you know, Charlotte's like, Yo, why am I wrestling this girl? Like, this girl's a waste of my time. And Lana was in her feelings. She she continued to stay in her feelings, stepped out of her place, tried to slap. She didn't try, she did slap Charlotte. And then she ate a boot and then got the figure eight. Um, yo, man, sit down, be humble. That's all I gotta say to Lana. Uh, <laughs> But it's whack though, because Charlotte is a much better heel than Babyface. Yeah. So it's just like it's so awkward watching her because I don't want to root for her. <laughs> I don't want to root for Charlotte. You know, and she's a good wrestler, but she's a very talented heel. So it just makes it weird. Um, and Lana is just not proficient. She's easy on the eyes, and you know, has a bit of humor, but it also becomes kind of pointless seeing her get all these high-profile matches. Like, earn it. Work your way up the ladder, you know? But, no, I think that's the character now, and at least uh, SmackDown is kind of recognizing that. I'm like, I feel like a Raw, they try, and, they try and hide her inexperience as something else. But SmackDown, the story is, yo, you have no business wrestling these matches. 
Why are you? But they should make a story out of it. Like she's no, they have been. Shane they, McMahon or something. They you know, um, like, uh, not like that. But the story has been, yo, why are you wrestling these matches? She continues to get beat. No, no, out. no. Why is she being put? Like I, why? How is she getting those matches? Is the exactly? The end, or, like, That's what okay. we need to be figuring out. That should be the story. Like, how are you getting these matches? So, but it, it seems to be like everyone's just kind of laughing at Lana. Like they're they're putting her, like, all right, management's putting her these matches because she's way overhead, and they just really don't care. So, I mean, that really that's the HR violation. You know what I'm saying? Like they trying to get this girl like murder, but even that would make for a story. Make it a story. Daniel Bryan is like, okay, I know you're not ready, but you want you keep talking all this trash. I will put you in this match, in this match, in this match. Make it interesting, and then it could be something else. So, um, um, yo, we have what happens when you put two logical characters in a ring, man. So, so you know, we have AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens with special guest Shane McMahon, uh, for SummerSlam. Apparently, man, I didn't see this, but Illa, did you see this whole segment? I did not. What I'm hearing on the internet is that Kevin Owens went to the archives. He name dropped the WWE network and he's like, yo, like Shane, you really can't be trusted as like a referee because you do some shady stuff and you McMahon's do some shady stuffs. And they sh- there can be a whole WWE collection on you just screwing over people as a special <laughs> guest referee. And apparently he uh like showed a clip from like a Survivor Series. Where Shane is screwing over somebody. Kevin Owens is awesome. <laughs> Yo, and if I, somebody out there in, in the Slam Bros universe can link me to when he is giving a promo on John Cena. John Cena comes out there says this whole long spiel. And then Kevin Owens' response is, yeah, we're just going to ignore all that. <laughs> like, If somebody can find that for me, thank you. Because I want that clip. That was so hilarious. So, um, uh, apparently, you know, uh, AJ referenced the Shady McMahon pass as well. He's like, yo, I don't trust McMahon's. Like, you know, like Shane, you know, you know, I can, you know, I can whoop your ass. You know, I still don't trust you anyway. And Shane's like, yo, don't give me a reason to get involved. And, um, apparently, uh, Kevin Owens being a great heel invoked the name of Bret Hart in Canada. Said, yo, McMahon's totally screwed over Brett. Let the crowd eat that up. Waited for the crowd to die and then dropped. But Brett deserved it, though. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what makes Kevin Owens awesome. So, uh, yeah. So, I I don't I mean, it is. I guess they're, they're, they're using Shane. And I don't, I don't know. I guess this... AJ Styles Kevin Owens feud has really been kind of a little lackluster. Like the first match ended stupidly with AJ um trapping himself in the announcer table. You know, I know we weren't supposed to see him, you know, tie the the the, the cables around his foot, but the camera's in the wrong spot. The second match, there was a ref bump that doesn't really lead to anything. So like the end of the match is kind of went whatever. And so the third match, we had the ref bump and the whatever. So I guess over time, it should have built to this that, all right, we need a referee that's not going to die in two hits. But because it hasn't really happened like that, they haven't really adjusted the story. And I haven't really feel like it's built to the point where we would need a special referee. Because there's only really shenanigans in one match. It's not like there's been constant shenanigans. You know, like it's. Yeah, true enough, I guess. I mean, they could have easily modified it a little bit and been like, oh, you know what's going on. I don't know. This SmackDown episode, I mean, just to be honest, I tuned out early on. It just wasn't doing anything for me. Um, Carmella defeated Naomi. She won because James Elworth came back and interfered. I, this was such a weird match. I'm like, how did she get this match? Like, Carmella should not be getting any matches with Naomi, a WWE lot. She should not because she's got the briefcase. I don't care what she wants to prove herself. Daniel Bryan should be like, you had the briefcase. You can technically request a match with her anytime. Technically. You know, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe they're setting up like, oh, you know, it's like 
she's got her number or she could get her number or it's just to teach. There's another way to teach us these things, WWE, but they do this stuff all the time. And then the last match was Randy Orton defeating hard body Jinder Mahal clean after he counted the Colossus into an RKO. So this was just the same version of the match that they've had uh, three times before. The only difference was like no Singh brothers were murdered this time, so it was a little less entertaining. And it still continued with like Jinder getting his ass whipped for most of the match. And um, no one a cared. A little bit of offense. And then, you know, eating the RKO at the end. I was like, oh, like, yo, make your champ look strong. Like, you took the Singh brothers away. Show him that he can do it. Like, even your cowardly heels need, like, a good victory at some point. They need just a good, clean victory. I know JBL's like, you know, every time I got a dirty victory it made people hate me more but like if Jinder's going up against Nakamura at SummerSlam he needs to look strong going up into SummerSlam and all the live events he's getting his ass kicked he's like it's it's whatever I mean also you do lose in your home country too you're, you're we do know that technically WWE never has you win in your hometown and Jinder is, yo, he's Canadian, and they were in Canada, so of course he would lose. No, he's the Maharaja. <laughs> <laughs> Over here putting dirt in the street, man, I know. Santa Claus isn't real, guys. Over here ruining things. Uh, so, yo, hit us up at Pod on Twitter, at Pod. Thank you. To everyone that sent us in their hashtag problematic gimmick matches. Um, that circumcision melon, that seemed pretty deadly. That is like, mm, that's very problematic as well. Um, so keep them coming. Even even like, yo, if you still got more problematic gimmick matches, uh, you know, we got like, what, 22 pay-per-views a year now? We're going to need some to fill out this roster. Um, you can find me at Bowman12L on Twitter and Instagram. Illa, where can the good folks find you on the internet? At IllaYC on the Twitters. At YCTheChamp on the Instagram. And you can holler at Charlie and the Champ. Definitely, definitely, definitely be sure to give us a shout at Slam Bros Pod. We love it, you know. We love the, love the problematic gimmick matches. Love your commentary. Love to interact with the people. So give us, give us, definitely give us a shout when you can. All right, folks. We'll catch y'all next time. Peace.